Hello, everyone. Hi, how are you? This is Chanel Durham of Covenant to Christ, and we are going back on to the book of Deliverance from Spirit Husband and Spirit Wife. I'm sorry that I'm a little late on this, but forgive me. But uh, back to what we were saying about spirit, husband and spirit wife, these are spirits that should not be having sex conquering or coming at you in the name of jesus because spirits and humans should not be having sex at all spirits and humans should not be having sex at all and i'm telling you this because some people don't realize that they can conquer and open up the door to satan on having sex with spirits and sometimes you can be uh uh you can be um also taken to another level of that i've noticed that also as i said before that your ancestors can pass you over to the enemy he they will sacrifice you to the enemy and i know that because i've seen that even in hollywood right now if you look at people children they are changing as gender they want to change their gender they want to um sit up there and think that they're one thing when in fact they are not they are what the lord had brought them out as and as you can see their parents had sacrificed them to satan manasseh the king of israel had did that he did that to his children he passed them over to uh to the uh to the god of malash malash was um a god that you have to you have to take something that was very precious to you which of course was uh your children your children are precious because you birthed them you gave your you gave your time to them. You're um, you're sacrificing your time with them. You're raising them. You're taking care of them. You love them. So that's precious. So the the demon uh, Molash. I'm gonna say demon. I ain't gonna say God. The the demon Molash that people were worshiping. Uh, it was one of the most devious uh, demons that they had worshipped. So back to the book by Doctor. D-K-O-L-U-K-O-Y-A. If you want this book, but it's called Deliverance from Spirit Husband and Spirit Wives, Release from Evil Spiritual Marriages. I commend you to get this book. It's an awesome book. It also tells you exactly what to do in this book and what to pray, even in scripture. So let's go back into what I had spoken before. I am still in chapter two. And I pretty much almost forgot what page I'm on. So I'm going to go back into uh, page 34 just so I can get a numerous of what I have said to you. Starting with the activities of the wicked spirits. What then are the activities of these wicked spirits? Satanic indignation. These spirits in, in, initiate their victims. Immediately spirit wives or husbands succeed in having sex with a man or woman. In nation is, is carried out. Destruction of, vidu, of virtues. Evil spouses generally destroy the virtues of anyone they have sex with. If the victim is designed, um, is destined to succeed, they destroy their potentials through spiritual sex. A lot of people have confided in me saying, doctor, I don't know why this happens to me every time. Whenever I am about to start a big project or I am going for an interview, an evil spouse appears to me in a dream and harasses me sexually. The results of each evil dreams 
have continued to baffle me. Sex dreams always pertain failure, calamity, and non-achievement. Siphoning the power of God. These words... These wicked spirits use the power, the weapon of spiritual sex to siphon the power of Yahweh in the lives of the victim. A lot of people who are anointed by Yahweh have lost their power through being sexually abused by sex spirits and husbands. Whenever an evil personality succeeds in luring you to have sex in the dream, you will wake up the next day feeling empty spiritually and most of the time tired. I know that because you're talking to somebody who has experienced this. Late marriages. One of the wicked activities of these evil personalities is the programming of late marriages into the lives of their victims. If you examine the lives of men and women who are visited regularly by sex, by spirit husbands or wives, you will discover that most of them generally end up getting married either when they are almost near or having passed their prime age. Some people come across many potential many potential partners, but each proposal ends up in the rain. Some people would never have gotten married if they had not gone through deliverance. Even when some people get married, evil spiritual spouses still attempt to make them childless. Misfortune. Misfortune is the stock and in, in trade of evil spiritual spouses. They cause as many misfortunes as possible in the lives of their victims. Profitless hard work. Wicked spiritual spouses may allow you to work your fingers to the bone, but they will not allow you to make profit. They will allow you to initiate and, ex and execute many projects, but they will not allow you to reap the fruits of your labor. While many will commend your attributes and zeal, demonic powers will not allow you to experience or obtain success. Marital confusion. Wicked spiritual spouses inject confusion into the family lives of their victims. When such people discover the will of God in their lives, they stumble, they slumble, they slump into confusion as soon as they have a sex dream. Somebody came up saying, Pastor, God gave me a very clear revelation. God has led me to get married to Sister Jane. I am as sure of the revelation as I am of my salvation. I saw Sister Jane's face seven times. Pastor, please give us a go-ahead to get married. A month later, the same fella came back saying, Pastor, I am sorry to bother you. I feel somewhat confused. I think... I made I made a mistake when I spoke to you about Sister Jane. God has given me another revelation. I believe God wants me to marry Sister Martha. Just last night in a dream, I saw both of us at the altar putting on wedding garments. I can hardly wait to see the marriage consummated. Confusion. This wicked spiritual spouses lead their victims into other types of confusion. I have heard of, uh, of the cases of those who died exactly a week to the, to the date of their marriage. Some go into a big fight during their courtship and their marriage plans crash like a, like a pack of cards. We often hear of people who are in who are in courtship for months, coming up with a decision to break up the relationship. 
Why does such a thing happen? A woman suddenly woke up one morning and found herself hating the man she had loved dearly. The man became so obvious that she was not willing to set her eyes on him. The woman succeeded in calling it quit when the man before she realized that she had been manipulated by the wicked spirit husband. She may start a new relationship with another man with a smooth beginning, but sooner or later the relationship will turn sour. The spirit of hatred occasioned and, ex and energized by her spirit husband will make it impossible for her to achieve stability in her relationship. Many, mar many men have gained mastery in the art of postponing their, their wedding. Today, they tell everyone that they are going to get married this year. It never materialized. Tomorrow, they go ahead and to inform the brethren that they are going to get married. The following year, it never happens. They postpone wedding dates every year till nobody believes them. The spirit of confusion travels them, trails them. I have seen extremely beautiful ladies who are successful in their profession but are dejected because they cannot make up their minds in the area of marriage. I have also come across extremely handsome gentlemen who cannot get married. I know a particular sister who tried several times to get married but failed at each attempt. She had a strange experience each time she announced her wedding date. Whenever it was exactly two weeks to the date, some, some stubborn and ugly pimples would develop on her face. Each man was very ashamed to take her to the altar. That was how all the men that promised to marry her withdrew. The activities of a spirit husband or wife can hardly be completely enumerated. Most Caucasian sex, I'm sorry, let me clarify that, cesarean or C-section operations which take place in the hospitals are the handiwork of spirit husbands. Do you know what they say to such, such victims? You escaped our trap and you want to get married and raise children successfully. You are going to give you, we are going to give you the toughest fight of your life. Go ahead and get pregnant. We are going to cause you to have a C-section operation and you will not survive it. You cannot give birth to children in the spiritual realm and also raise children in real life. What a wicked threat. These are wicked threats that he was talking about what spirit husbands would say to women who are connected to a spirit husband. Are you afraid of what you have read so far? Do you dread the activities of wicked spiritual spouses? Have you concluded that it is impossible to experience freedom from their wicked activities? May I tell you this? The devil is wicked, but God is good. The devil is a, a, a non-entity as far as God is concerned. God has a situation for every problem in, engineered by the devil and by and his lieutenants. Are you suffering from the hands of wicked spirit husbands and wives? God has a so solution for your trials and travails. God's intention is that marriage should be limited to the physical realm. Relationships between humans, human beings and spirits are a gross violation of the decision of God. Through wicked manipulation, Satan has corrupted normal human relationship. He has led countless number of, soul, of souls into terrible, 
terrible bondage by getting them involved in sexual, I mean, spiritual sexual relationship, which they know nothing about. This is the bedrock of mankind's problems. Anyone who has sexual intercourse in the dream is under serious satanic bondage. To make matters worse, some people even get pregnant and are delivered of children in the dreams. These incents, the intent will make it impossible for them to achieve success and stability in their marriage. Are you ready to receive a divine solution from the Lord? Briefly stated here are the steps to victory. Repentance. Now, we should all know we should repent, but a lot of us don't sit up there and want to repent because in the Bible, if you notice in the Revelation, the seven churches, six of them had to repent. One of them did not have to repent. They had to go through hell just to stand on their faith. But the other six, they had to repent because not only that, they even brought in Satan's devices in these churches. In certain ways, they, that's exactly what they did. But he, but if you notice, the grand prize is what when the one, the one goes against what they were doing, because people are blind when it comes. They think they know about love when in fact they really don't know about love. Period. Repentance. You must repent wholeheartedly. God expects you to cry unto Him in repentance. As soon as you have identified the satanic doorway that has introduced spirit husbands or wives into your life, you must be pacific, practical, and pain-taking as you go to God in total repentance. You must be able to mention the names of all the persons that you have slept with and repent of every sinful act. You must rely on the Holy Spirit to remind you of all sinful relationships. The second one, repent and destroy illegally acquired gifts. Many people receive gifts from their sinful partners without thinking about the consequences of receiving such gifts. Many people have gone into bondage by receiving gifts through relationships that they went into. If you received a gift from a demonic man or woman, spirit husbands or wives have the right to visit and molest you sexually. If a particular man bought things like wristwatches, towels, underwear, gift items, drugs, and dresses for a lady, the lady is, is expected to do away with such gifts. Since she knows the relationship is no longer valid, if you decide to continue to use such items, they will reinforce the powers of spirit husbands. Now let's go to the third one. Plead the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus is such a wonderful and terrifying weapon that is capable of dislodging or evicting spear husbands or wives from the territory of your life. Issue quick or quit. Issue quit notice to all illegal tenants by pleading the blood of Jesus. And the third, the fourth one renounce the marriage you must specifically renounce all vows or agreement made with spirit husbands or wives you must order them to pack their loads and depart from you and never to return let me give you some scriptures which you can use to renounce an evil marriage matthew chapter 22 verses 29 and 30 says jesus answered and said unto them 
ye do err, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. For in their resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are as the angels of God in heaven. On the basis of this, you can enforce your legal right by telling spare husband or spare wife that spirits are forbidden for, uh, from getting married. Let me give you another passage which can be used as a weapon against evil spouses. Leviticus chapter 19, verse 19, Old Testament. Yea, shall keep my statutes. Thou shalt not let thy cattle gender with a diverse kind. Thou shalt not sow thy field with mandolin seed. Neither shall a garment mangle or linen or woolen come upon thee. Now, let me look at it in another version so that way you can get an understanding of what's being said here. It says this, you are to keep my statues. You must not crossbreed to different kinds of your livestock, sow your fields with two kinds of seed, or put on a garment made of two kinds of material. That's what he's saying. This is in the Christian Standard Version that I have read to you. The one that I just read in the book is in the King James Version. It says the second arrow, which you can send to the camp of wicked spiritual husbands or wives who are hellbound on molesting you sexually, is that God forbids any form of gender with diverse kind. Therefore, God forbids them sexual intercourse with human beings. Deuteronomy chapter 25, verse 14 also says this is in the King James Version. Thou shalt not have in thy hand and thy house diverse measures a great and a small let me look at it in the king um in the christian standard version i'm sorry because i'm looking at it in a in a certain way just something sometimes people don't want to don't understand the king james so i'll just look at it in the other versions that i have you must not have two devouring dry measures in your house, a larger and a small. That's exactly what it says in the Christian Standard Version as well. Just to put it out there like that. And so that way you can understand what I was just saying. It says this, God, forget, God forbids diverse measures. Hex, he cannot allow spirit beings and human beings to mix together. If you are a child of God, you must be able to tell this to the devil. The Bible makes us to know that if one of the partners in a marriage is dead, the second is free. Tell, tell the devil, I am dead in Christ and I can no longer be married to you. Any form of marital marital relationship with you is broken, according to Romans chapter seven verses four, uh, verses one through four. Let's look at that in the Christian stand uh, Christian Standard Version. Since I am speaking to those who understand law. Brothers, are you unaware that the law has authority over someone as long as he lives? 
For example, a married woman is legally bound to her husband while he lives. But if her husband dies, she is released from the law regarding the husband. So then if she gives herself to another man while he while her husband is living, she will be called an adulteress. But if her husband dies, she is free from that law. Then if she gives herself to another man, she is not an adulteress. Therefore, my brothers, you also were put to death in relations to the law through the 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 crucified body of the Messiah so that you may belong to another to him who was raised from the dead that we may bear fruit for God that's what it says right there in the book that's the word let's look at it in the additional now let's show you exactly how the Lord is because the Lord is definitely who he is and he loves us he loves us enough that he shows us and he told us in deuteronomy that he's a jealous god so he's going to show you right here that he is jealous over us which of course is in second corinthians chapter 11 verses 2 verses 2 and 3 it says this for i am jealous over you with a godly jealousy because i have promised you in marriage to one husband to present a pure version to Christ. But I fear that as the serpent deceived Eve by his cunning, your minds may be seduced from a complete and pure devotion to Christ. A lot of us are putting ourselves in that position of not trusting Christ or ways in our ways to somewhere else. And we should not do that. We should not do that at all, period. Because of the fact that the matter is, we are waking ourselves to something else instead of looking at, it's like your flesh is waging you away or Satan turning you away. Your flesh can turn you away too. The Bible says clear as day about how the flesh is. So you, um, if you must know, that's exactly what that's going on. So let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 24. Twenty-four, one through four, it says this. If a man marries a woman, put uh, but she becomes displeasing to him because he finds something improper about her. He may write her a divorce certificate, hand it to her, and send her away from his house. If after leaving his house, she goes and becomes another man's wife, and the second man hates her, writes her a divorce certificate, hands it to her, and sends her away from his house, or if he dies. The first husband who sent her away may not marry her because after she has been defiled, has been defiled because that would be detestable to the Lord. You must not bring guilt on the land of the Lord. Your God is giving you as an inheritance. That's of the laws of the divorce. And that's what we are looking at, looking at the sounds of what is being happening in this passage that the Lord is talking about the um the laws of of divorce that's what he's looking that's what he's pointing at the laws of divorce now the divorce that we're talking about here he may talk about that in the physical sense but we are talking about right now in the spiritual sense we're giving the spirit husband and spirit wives the divorce papers we're giving them the um the divorce papers we, you must you must declare before the company of evil spouses that you are married to Jesus who is jealous over you with godly jealousy and that's the axe point that is what he is telling us 
the import of this message of this passage is that you must rise up and issue a certificate of divorcement to all evil spirit husbands and wives. Go and sin no more. The last step which God expects you to take is that you must say bye-bye to sin and the devil. Continue to live a holy life and the devil will never succeed in leading you into an evil marriage. Finally, I appeal to you to make up your mind to pray fervently. Most people are who are baffling with the problem of evil spouses have not prayed to a point to discover their true spiritual identity. I want you to learn a, a lesson from the life of prophet Isaiah. The prophet preached fire and brimstone in the first chapter. In the second chapter, he comes up with proclamation of fiery judgment. He begins to talk tough in the third chapter. He begins to spit fire in the fourth chapter. He eminents an asset prophecy in the fifth chapter. The sixth chapter introduced a new dimension into the biography of the respected man of God. We suddenly discovered that prophet Isaiah had a long way to go. He saw the Lord and the set and the story changed. He saw the Lord and his opinion about himself changed. He declared, woe unto me, I am a man of unclean lips. The the angel of the Lord dropped fire on Isaiah's lips and he began to see the Lord. He began to talk about the Messiah. Serious, serious Bible students have the agreement on the fact that reading from the sixth chapter to the end of the book of Isaiah is like reading the New Testament. Isaiah is regarded as the evangelist of the Old Testament. He saw the Lord and was never the same again. Today, I challenge you to pray until God gives you a vision that will change your life. Now, that is chapter two. Chapter three is the foundation of marital distress. I will put that in for the next chapter. And also, and I thank you for listening to this. And also, please describe, please listen, please listen to this. This is very important because churches really don't talk about this. If other churches really do talk about this, they're talking about it in secret or some people already know about it. But he, but in Africa, they know about this stuff. They know about it more than we do. And we're looking like pup, puppets not knowing what's going on while we're single, while we're, um, while we're not getting the understanding of why we're still single, why we are not getting a revelation of who is our husband. Some of the Lord will show us our husband or our, or our wives, but we're wondering what's holding us from getting that person. And what's what's happening? And it could be something that's inside of you. Yes, a spirit husband and a spirit wife can be inside of you, just like a twin was born out of somebody else's. Somebody was born inside their um inside their actual twin, and that literally happens. So it's with that being said, we have to understand what is going on, what is happening, even spiritually and naturally. So just to pinpoint it out like that, I'm just saying it just to let you know this stuff is not no joke. People think it's ridiculous, it's unbelievable, but it's the truth. So just put it out like that, Lord. I will pray, pray in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father, for just hoping that these people will understand this and hoping they're getting the understanding of what is going on, what is happening in this world, what is happening also in the spirit realm. And so that way we can get the understanding so that way we can divorce some things that's not supposed to be of us and not of you. Lord, we ask in you in the name of Jesus to, to deliver us and redeem us. You have delivered us. You put it all on the cross, Jesus. But we asking for you to deliver us from these demons that call themselves trying to hold on because they will not. They will not leave quietly. We know they will not leave quiet. In the name of Jesus, we break them. 
we um, crushed them. We sent them right back where they came from, the straight to hell. So we thank you and bless you, Lord, for hearing us and also understanding us what is going on with us. And Father, we plead the blood of Jesus. We plead the blood of Jesus, and we ask you, Lord, to forgive us, even though even when our parents passed it on to us, we ask you to forgive us, Lord. We thank you for forgiving us, Lord. We ask you to uh, we repenting right now wholeheartedly that anything that we had did wrong, Lord. Give, put us in remembrance so that we could put it at your feet because you say your yoke is easy and our burden is light and your burden is light lord so father we just thank you and bless you and give you praise honor and glory and father we just thank you for just having your way with us because we were not just sacrifice if any way if any kind of sacrifice we should get is to sacrifice our time with you and we thank you for being a jealous god and loving us the way how you loved us because you gave us your son, Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, we do pray this. Amen. God bless.